My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Okay, welcome to the pod. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, Stylish Details Events. Um, you and I met what two years ago? Yeah, two I think Oscars so. ago. That's I feel right. so cool saying that we were a part of that. Um, you led an event for an espresso, mm-hmm. and I did flowers. Yep, and we had that were met. so beautiful. By the way, oh thanks, they were like so glamorous. Um, and Dylan, our friend Dylan, recommended me, and then you were yep. like, "Great, yep," and you were just so on top of it. And I just knew that we had to be friends. Yep. (laughs) Totally. Likewise. Um, so yeah, you were super on top of it and then we just, it sort of developed this organic friendship. I feel like with good friendships, I don't know where they start. Yep. It's like, I don't know. Did we get, I think we got like coffee or something. Yeah. No, we totally got coffee. And then I bought three hours. I totally, but before that happened, I bought the plant from you. And oh, that's yeah. the plant, the mother-in-law tongue that I probably am killing slowly, but I think it's fine. Um, but yeah, okay. and then we went to coffee. Everlasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to coffee. Yep. And we've worked on a couple events together. Yep. Um, flowers and also me coming over and helping when needed. Yep. Um, so you have an amazing company. Thank you. Which I'm so inspired by. Uh, style. I'm going to say it 400 times. <laughs> Stylish Details Events. And it's based out of Orange County. Yep. And you service Orange County, Palm Springs, New York. Yep. LA. And, and Hawaii. Hawaii. Aloha. Yep. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> just, we just got back from Hawaii. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Time. The beginning of time. The, the land before time. <laughs> that was another good one. Um, <laughs> tell me about your upbringing. You grew up here. Mm-hmm. And just tell me a little bit about that and also how you started in this sort of world of entrepreneurship and weddings and yeah all that yeah I was born I don't I don't like to say born and raised in Orange County because I was actually born right outside of Palm Springs in this really great town called Banning California (laughs) so um I was born there and then we moved several times actually I've moved a total of 16 times in my life um yeah so my parents were kind of like not hippies but kind of like nomads we kind of move around but the majority of my childhood was spent in Orange County and Costa Mesa like right on the edge of Costa Mesa and Newport before it was cool you did not tell people that you lived in Costa Mesa because it was like not cool now it's like the coolest place to be but I grew up there and then um I was homeschooled which I know you were too um through since I was young all the way until the end of high school And I consider that the greatest gift my parents gave me, actually, because I was able to do things that set me up to become an entrepreneur and to make stylish details happen and my styling career happen and all of that. Without homeschooling, I know without a doubt that wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was very lucky to have parents that fostered my talents as opposed to like being so academic oriented. Of course, my mom, my mom has her teaching credential. And so she was always very, very good at teaching and is an excellent teacher in every way. But I hate school. I mm-hmm. absolutely cannot stand it. I would do everything in my power to get out of it if I could. Um, but they really fostered my talents. And always when I wanted to become an entrepreneur, they were like my number one cheerleaders, which I think is very rare. Yeah. Yeah. And 
then you you basically were homeschooled by choice or no so they had pre-decided but when we were young that okay. my dad would work my mom would stay home with us and be and homeschool us which I know there's a lot of stereotypes around homeschool people so when I say I'm homeschooled because everyone asks me oh what high school did you go to and I said you know I did homes I was homeschooled and they're yeah. like what because they think like in people's minds that homeschoolers are like this like oddity that like like wear mm-hmm. denim and like go to potlucks and like you know what I mean like I don't know if that's like was a thing in Seattle but it oh, definitely was a thing here and it wasn't cool you know like yeah. now I think it's cool to homeschool your kids I think there's a lot of like it's becoming much more socially acceptable it's almost like a more of a privilege especially yep. down here because it's so expensive to live here totally so you most of the time you need mo- both parents working totally and that's where my parents sacrificed a ton like my mom sacrificed a whole career in order to have us have this, these opportunities that we have, which I think is so cool. And what was the, the daily, I mean, you were all over the place, but what made it so you weren't had, you didn't have that awkward experience. My parents did a really good job of socializing us. I know that sounds weird, but like my parents were yeah. always in different places. We were traveling. We were going to, um, my mom has a children's ministry. So she's always, I've seen the entrepreneur mindset in her. That's kind of where I get it. And so she would take us to like different locations for that. And just having that exposure, especially being around adults, I've always been, all of my best friends have been older than me by like usually five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I would always take that as an opportunity to like learn from them. And I think that's what really set me up for success later is people always thought I was older. I lied about my age for so many years. Like my first job was at, with the Nestle Lauder company origins. I don't know if you've heard of them, but I was illegally hired by them because I had to be, I think it was 18 and I was like 15 and a half. I was barely 16. And I had like, I knew from a young age that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to make my own money. I wanted to be financially independent, even from like age six. Like I was like, I want to, I want to do this myself. And so when I went out to get a job, I submitted to all my favorite, like cosmetic brands because those were the brands I grew up with looking at Vogue and Allure and like all those different magazines. I was like, Oh, I have to do this in order to, you know, start working. I didn't do any applications to like normal things like Starbucks or like mm-hmm. Burger King or wherever, because like I knew that I was going to use that first job as a stepping stone to do what I wanted to do. And I was so laser focused on that. I think that's, what's like the biggest thing that's missing with like regular high school is that kids aren't necessarily taught like, or asked what their vision is, hmm. what like their goal is. Cause high school can be used just like homeschooling if it's done right. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of kids don't get that opportunity to do that. What was the vision? Like, was the vision styling? Was the vision just entrepreneurship? It was entrepreneurship focused on fashion and cosmetics, like hair and makeup, basically. So I knew I didn't want to be like an esthetician necessarily or like a hairstylist, but I knew What Not to Wear was my favorite show, still is my favorite show. I've seen every single episode. And I was like, I want to be Stacey London. That's what I want to do. I wanted to go into people's closets. And that's what I ended up doing um, was I would go into people's closets, see what they're wearing, tell them what not to wear, what to replace, what to invest in. And that's what I did. That's what was my first like job that didn't have to like my first self-employed job was fashion styling. Wow. And how old were you then? I was, so I had my first job with Lauder when I was 15 and a half, just turning 16. And I was, I did retail for a while. So while I was building up my clientele for styling, I worked for Origins. I did Barney's New York, worked for Nordstrom for a bit, Trish McAvoy, a lot of like higher end brands because I wanted to learn as much as possible from the best people in the industry. And before then I was, I interned with Teen Vogue when I was from the ages of 13 to essentially 17. 
So I was interning with Teen Vogue and then also working retail, building up my clientele to then eventually do styling. And then I would do, I did styling full time before I went into weddings. Oh my gosh. And so, and you're doing homeschool in the midst of this. Correct. Yeah. It's really the only way to do it though, because with Teen Vogue, I would travel. And so it would be like, okay, do all your homework or your schoolwork in this day. So then you could be in Chicago with Teen Vogue for this weekend. So what a cool, that's so rad. So yeah. Yeah. And you're so good at styling. I'm wearing the sweater from your closet that I pulled out. <laughs> I was like, I don't like what I'm wearing. We or love Madewell. We were in New York a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, gosh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And you were just throwing stuff yeah. at me. And- it's just something that's always came like super I natural to me and I love it. And I still, I still see like five of my top clients because they like don't want to let me go. But besides that, I don't take on any, any new clients anymore. So walk, walk me through then the weddings, like why yeah, weddings? so random. So, so random. this is like, I totally stumbled upon this in the craziest way possible because fun fact, like I had been to maybe two weddings, including my own, okay. like my, in my whole lifetime. Um, I had been, I got married 2010 and then shortly after I got married, Pinterest exploded. Like it had been getting some traction, but then once end of 2010 hit, I got married in August. It was like, gangbusters and people were talking about Pinterest for the first time and they're like you know pinning and all this crazy madness I didn't really know exactly what it was until I started looking at it once people told me I should look at it for like styling inspo and I had a blog during that time too so I'm like I need to know about it a styling blog or yes a, styling a, a fashion blog okay so yeah I did fashion styling and blogging full-time okay. before I was in weddings mm-hmm. and so I really had no idea like what goes into weddings again I'd only been to essentially one besides my own and people started to ask me would you style my wedding like we say on Pinterest like you style my closet and I'm like no clue what that means but sure and my first wedding was at the Viceroy Santa Monica it was a very expensive wedding and super great people and they just kind of like trusted me to do their wedding and it literally went off from there like it was just it was like unstoppable from that time on where I did that wedding and then it was just wedding after wedding after wedding like like literally it'll be nine next month wow yeah we're at the same yeah we're hitting 10 next year next August yeah wow I mean and you're now you're all over the place like you're spending half your month in New York next month and you're all over the place like doing stuff what I totally appreciate about you is you just have this like go-getter attitude and I think a lot of people that I run into aside from my colleagues who are like entrepreneurial yeah it's a very specific drive you have very definitely and you have to like wake up and be somehow motivating and creating energy within yourself to like go after it yeah but did you just start a website and then tell me about like your experience with that yeah that's a good question because I I actually knew a lot I know a lot about blogging a lot about blogging a lot about content because I did it for so long I have I had my blog Sophie May Style was my company for styling and blogging Mm -hmm. and I had sponsorships I had you know I would get paid for like click-throughs and things like that. So I knew enough about SEO and I knew about building a digital brand enough. So I just kind of threw up a website. It was free. It was on Wix. I think I paid like $5 a month or whatever it was back then to do it. Now I've graduated to Squarespace, thankfully, and we have a web designer and all of that who does that now. But I just knew I was like, throw up a website and like, if you build it, they will come, I guess. Right. Type of thing. Because a lot of people ask me, what is your like number one advice to start a business? I'm like, you just start. You literally don't think about anything else. You just do it. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And that is the, that's the issue that I find with women in particular. They're like, it's got to be perfect. And I have to like have all my ducks in a row. It's like, just do it. Just do it. Paint at the wall. Literally. See what sticks. You can paint over it later. Yep. And I think we realize, now I'm riffing, but 
we women in general are so worried about what other people think yeah it's like actually not to be rude but also kind of to just call it for what it is people aren't thinking about you they're thinking about it themselves exactly exactly you have to get over yourself and you have to think about your client you have to think about what you want because no one else is going to do that for you yeah but yeah that's definitely true most women spend most of their time thinking about what other people I think that's true for men too yeah honestly it's just not as much pressure as put on them probably as women yeah that's true have you come up against you being an entrepreneur at woman in any fashion or have you found that it's been pretty well received? I think it's been pretty well received. I definitely have worked for certain types of men. Like when I was, I I would say I was never meant to work for anyone else. And that's very true. I'm just not the type of personality that like likes to follow rules. I like to make up the rules. So like I have worked for men that I have felt have looked down on me because I'm a woman. But to be honest with you, like that never really phases me very much because I'm like, I know who I am. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, like I know I'm an asset to this business or I know that they couldn't have done like certain things without me. So I just sort of like, uh, just kind of, exactly. It's not worth my energy. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. And so you have a team here and you have teams everywhere yep yeah (laughs) I'm like where where? don't you where in the world is Sophie where I'm always yeah hey guys it's your girl Carly I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists it's my sister company primary petals you may have heard of primary petals before but did you know that we are going nationwide it's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48 guys We have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. In general, is their vision tends to be more, I just want to provide for myself or my family. I just Mm, have this mm -hmm. kind of gift set that sort of, it just sort of happened and I'm just doing this. Where you and I have really connected is we want our brand to be strong and involve other people and include like like a community a community and so walk me through what you do to sort of take care of yourself so you can lead other women in your business yeah I I think that's been the hardest thing for me because I've been a lone wolf ever since I started the business in 2011 it was just me kind of like doing things myself like when I was doing the blog and styling and all of that and I at that point I never really imagined having employees to be honest with you I just was like let's just like I did I had independent contractors and I had partners that would like help me throughout the weddings like day of but like it was just all me like doing all of that like day-to-day work you know answering the emails and dealing with clients and all of that so I never really imagined it so when it did come to the point where I was like oh my gosh like this is getting so big I have to hire an employee I was like okay like this is weird so when I did it no I had no blueprint to follow I had no idea what I was doing I was just like okay well this is what needs to be done so let's go for it I think like self-care as cheesy as that sounds like it has to come first it's almost like I don't have children but I feel like this is the closest having an employee is the closest feeling to what it must feel like to be a parent because you're responsible for them in so many different ways and you also want to make sure that you're healthy and the best version of yourself for them in order to be an inspiration for them and be able to lead the team because they're not going to follow someone that's like oh I don't know what I'm doing I don't know like you have to be that presence but like you also have to be honest with yourself and your employees and be like hey like I'm just having a little bit of an off day like 
I got to take the day off or like I have to do this or take care of myself. I think the number one thing is you have to be an example for that Mm -hmm. for your employees because otherwise they're just going to work themselves into the ground because they see you working yourself into the ground. Exactly. You set the tone and the culture. Yep. That's what, you know, with my team, we talk openly about how are you caring for yourself? Where are you feeling these rubs um, in your personal life? And it's not, there is a boundary there for sure. Yeah, totally. But it's this thing where we have this dialogue of, you know, are you eating right? Yeah. Because if you're a staff member on an entrepreneurial, like startup journey, yep. those people have to recognize that this is a marathon. Yep. And if you don't get your sleep, if you aren't eating right, if you're yep. not hitting the gym, if you're not keeping your life kind of together, you're not taking care of inside, yep. then it falls apart. Exactly. Because nobody's, exactly, no one's going to follow Someone, Someone that does that's, it. Yeah. And I mean, I think of it like as, because I ride road bikes, I think of it as like, you have to train and part of training is resting because you cannot do that race unless, or that ride, unless you're rested and well fed and your mind's in it because it's, it's you're going to fail. Yeah. And you know, it's like the best athletes are very good at resting yeah. because otherwise they're not, they, there's no way they're going to win. Well, and yeah. And that's what I have such a rigid, at least once a week. And I know you do too, where it's like, we just rest. Yep. People are like, you're just all over the place. I'm like only because I rest. On exactly. What are things that fill you up? Exercise is my number one. I, no, there's nothing I like more than being in the gym or being on a bike. There's nothing. I can't compare it to anything else. I've always been kind of the, I, my mind is always going so fast that like, I feel like when I'm on the bike or when I'm lifting it, like my body finally catches up with that. And then that always feels really good. Eating for me is huge because I have to, if I eat too much sugar, if I have bread, too much bread or whatever, it throws me off mentally. It gives me brain fog and it's really hard for me to function. So definitely food is a big thing. Also alone time. I have to have my alone time. Mm-hmm. I have to. I, I have to be able to, that's how I recharge. My husband and I have date nights every week. That's like a non-negotiable thing. And we're super yep. busy. Both of us are super busy. He's in his doctor program. I'm running a business and you have to, it's like a non-negotiable thing for me. Just like having a day off is. Yeah. Is that the same day as your day off? No, actually. Well, sometimes if we have a wedding on a Saturday, we'll have date night on a Sunday. And then because of you, we don't work on Mondays, (laughs) (laughs) which is something that like, I was like, you can do that. (laughs) Yeah. And our audience probably doesn't know this. Our clients know this. Yeah. But when we sign clients, I, and do you say this? I don't work Mondays. Yep. And if I send an email on a Monday, my clients are like, what is going on? You have to train your clients. Yeah. And, and they're fine with it. It's not like we're putting roadblocks everywhere. It's setting them up for success. Cause otherwise they're going to go like, where is she? Where is she? Exactly. If you put the expectation up front, expectations are absolutely everything. If you can communicate expectations up front, smooth sailing for most of the time. But if you like, just have them assume or like, Oh, they just know this, like that doesn't work. The other thing is too, when I tell people when they have a hard time, because people realistically have nine to fives and they're off on the weekends and they're like, well, that's when I get my wedding planning done. I always tell them like, you have to realize Monday is our Sunday. So we take that day off because we're working on the weekends and again, like I always say, like if you do, if you have a vendor that's not busy on the weekends, you shouldn't have hired that vendor because <laughs> they probably don't know what they're Touché. doing. You know, what has been the highlight so far of this year or of your career? If you can think of one, I know for me, when I think of highlights, it's like every other day, it's like, like for real, you know, I think that's how I feel. I feel like this year has been so crazy, like full of those things. Well, one hiring an employee is just something I never thought was like a 
not a possibility because I always kept in the back of my mind, but it's just like so surreal that like, like we employ people. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's really cool. And then the other thing I would say is like, we've done some huge production heavy weddings this year. And I think we were just able to prove to ourselves that we can do that. And it's something not only can we do it, but we're really good at it and we can excel at it. And so I would say those things are, have been huge. Oh, and our first, uh, technically our first New York wedding, like that was a big deal. You know, like just like thinking about that was like a dream that I had for so long. And then it was like, oh, it happened. But I think you're right. Like as an entrepreneur and as someone that like makes things happen, we like have those experiences all the time, which is really cool. Do you find that when you are in the day to day, this is me, so I'm projecting, (laughs) but it's, it is alone. Like you're, you said you were the lone wolf. Yeah. I feel that way too. But then you have these moments where you're like, this is all worth it. But the creative process is so isolating. Oh, totally. And yeah. And so for me, it's like we get this great gig, like we're planning in Australia. Mind bending. Crazy town. One like million zillion miles away. Yeah. There's a series of millions of small steps that got you there. I don't think people understand that. People think because especially people who are probably the generation underneath us, like I just turned 30. And so the generation underneath us is like they see these YouTubers like instant success is a big thing. But like, sorry to like, I feel like we like, I cut you off, but like it goes to show like you've done the work to make that happen. And it's the fruit of that labor, right? That you've like worked so long to do that. And that's like so insane that that's like reality now. I think we just wake, I think people like think it's like an overnight thing. And it's like, no, like you've been doing this for 10 years. I've been doing this for nine years. And then before that, we had our other careers that get us to this career. So it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Our lives are going so fast with this because we have. We're caring for people. We're caring for the biggest day of their lives aside right. from labor and delivery. Yeah. And you get all this data dumped at you and, hey, Sophie. Right. What yeah. What do you do here and here and here? And I'm yeah. calling you and you're calling me. Yeah. And yeah. Like, what do we do about this? <laughs> totally. It's a roller coaster it's a for roller sure. Coaster. Yeah. Because I have days where I'm like, nothing could literally go better. Yeah. And then days where it's like, how can this yep. get better? I have no yep. idea. I think it's important that you say that too, because I think a lot of people, especially like through the lens of Instagram think that like our lives are like as entrepreneurs and like girl bosses or whatever are like super cool and it's like the reality of of entrepreneurship it is the hardest job you can ever do because you yourself are solely responsible for everything yep and people don't see that they just see like oh like you can buy a you know Ferrari or whatever if you it's like not that's so not the reality I get the, oh, it must be so nice that you can do all this stuff. Oh, like, right. Yeah. I'm like, you have no idea right. like, how sleeves up totally. in the dirt. Like, yeah. I mean, perfect example. We did a pop-up yesterday for Primary Petals wreaths, and Chloe was at another wreath workshop, and I show up having worked all day, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, give me a broom. I'll sweep. Yep. You know? Yep. That wasn't in the plan. And they're like- sure thank God I have a great team. And they were like, just relax. Right. But that isn't the reality for a lot of women no. or, or men. Right. It, it is people won't care about it until you really care. About exactly. It. Exactly. And, yeah. And what's that meme where it says something like, I wanted to be my own boss to work 60 hours a week instead of 40 or what? I don't know. Totally. I'm betraying that. But it's like, that is so true. You were never are not doing something. Well, even on our days off, it's like, it's really hard for me to turn my brain off. Oh, for sure. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if I got an email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That's, Sophie, did Sophie call me? Yeah, you know that's I mean? so real. Yeah. And what can we expect from you coming 
into next year. I mean, we're hitting a new decade. Yeah. It's your 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Well, 10, yeah, marriage. Yes. Congrats. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We'll be married for 10 years in August, which is like so crazy, especially we've known each other since we were 13, 13 and 14. That's a story. Which is like so crazy. Yeah. In and of itself. But yeah, I think like the biggest things are we'd love to expand. Like you're so inspiring with like the whole podcasting movement and like you being an inspiration for that. I've wanted to do YouTube for a long time, but I never really thought like, I never had a good grasp of what I wanted the message to be. And now I think I have a very clear vision of what I want it to be targeted toward clients who are planning weddings. Cause that in and of itself is like, it's moving death in the family, having a child and planning a wedding. Like those are the number one stressors that anyone can go through. And so guiding them through that process, but also being a huge resource for fellow wedding professionals, because believe it or not, it is such a small industry and it's such a small world. We have to support each other because if you don't support one another, it's just, it doesn't do good for anyone. Yeah. So that's kind of the goal is to like expand into like the YouTube And realm. just having more resources. And I think that's so great because I run into this of, okay, I have a client who is gotten married and now, like, where do we go from here? Now what? Yeah, exactly. I have to get a whole new clientele. Yeah. Um, But to have those resources, especially for maybe people that can't afford our services or whatever yeah. to like be able to, to have still... access to that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I think that's a, and it's like the biggest platform to do. I mean, I'm a huge video watcher. Like whenever I want information, I go right to YouTube. Like that's how I learn. Yeah. And so it's, and podcasts too, but even when we were talking about earlier, like even when it's a podcast, I like watching the people too, to like see their reactions. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, I have a couple of questions, which I didn't tell you because you didn't, want I didn't to want to know. Okay. What time do you get up in the morning and what is your morning routine? The average time I get up is usually around 6.45 or 7. It really does depend upon the day. I used to be the person that I I used to have to think that I had to have a really structured morning routine and that I just know is not the case with my life because some days I need to be in LA. Some days I need to be in the office in Orange County. Some days I need to get on a plane. So it just like differs. What I always try to do is always work out. So either that's in the morning or in the evening, preferably in the morning, always work out. That's like number one thing. Um, Always eat pretty much first thing in the morning, bulletproof coffee every single morning. Cannot live without that. And then, yeah, I usually just head to the office and start my day that way. But I don't do any, like, I'm a night person by nature. Mm-hmm. So my, I don't do any like journaling or anything like that. Like a lot of cool people do. I just like cool work, like <laughs> working out is like, I don't know, my, my thing. Okay. I love it. And then what's the best hack for working a high energy job? that you have seen, whether that's, um, a physical product or something you do like a secret weapon that you, um, sleep and food. Okay. Because if you're eating, I think a lot of people think, you know, it's very like glamorous to like have a latte and like then have a muffin and it's like all that sugar and all that spikes. And then you drop down. Like for me, I have to have steady energy. That's why I eat a ton of fat. I eat a ton of healthy fat low carbs, unless I'm writing, then I carb up. But honestly, food, food and sleep, like I can't do it without those two things. And then also too, something I've I've known for a long time from like Tim Ferriss, but like implementing this is making sure that you have scheduled meeting days and scheduled do not speak to me days. So like you literally schedule your time. Like if let's say Tuesdays are on Mondays. So like Tuesdays, I try not to take calls unless it's like urgent. Wednesday and Thursday are like my call days with clients. So you do block scheduling as much as possible again it's kind of hard because it's always different but like that's what we try to do yeah yeah okay love that are you listening or reading into any books right now 
Yes. I'm listening to, um, you can put it in the show notes or whatnot. Yeah, it it's, um, and then the monster becomes beautiful. It's about mm. anxiety and depression. It's the girl who did, um, no, sh- like the no sugar. She doesn't do any sugar at all ever. And it's like how sugar is like the enemy to like all of our lives or whatever. But she has suffered from major anxiety and depression. And I heard about her book from another podcast that I listened to, but that one, and then always like business books, like, yep. Dave Ramsey, um, Rory Vaden. Rory Vaden's Procrastinate on Purpose is one of my favorite books. So I'm always listening to Audible or podcasts. There's not like one day that I don't at least listen to one podcast. Same. Yeah. Podcast and Audible. Yes. Do you have the Audible uh, membership? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's my treat. Whenever you get like the credit, you're like, you feel like you're like the richest person in the world, even though you like spend money for it, but whatever. Um, Okay. You already told me how you take your coffee. So (laughs) that was lightning round butter, which is pretty weird for even now. Like I think it's more acceptable, but I've been doing bulletproof coffee way before because we've been following my husband and I have followed um, the whole bulletproof coffee, Dave Asprey for a long time, bulletproof coffee guy. And people are still a little like weirded out that you put butter in the coffee, but whatever it works, man. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome no other lightning round questions okay except for how do people find you okay uh stylish details events.com instagram is just stylish details youtube coming soon yeah i mean we, we're on pinterest and facebook and things like that just too, but stylish it's all connected details, orange county or stylish details hawaii you're gonna pop yep. up anywhere yep on google search yep Ugh. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. This is so cool. This is really fun and exciting for me, especially because I'm still learning how to do this. Yeah. So I really you, you're killing the game. It's going to be great. So. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Of course. Talk soon. This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.